Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Good morning, Syracuse. Welcome back to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com. I'm your host, Wes Chang. Thanks so much for joining us on this Thursday, November 9, 2023. We will get to Syracuse football's matchup with Pitt later in the show, but we begin today with the early signing period for college basketball. On Wednesday, four-star forward Donnie Friedman signed his NLI with Syracuse, the four-star forward from Washington, D.C., is the 51st-ranked recruit in the 2024 class, according to Rivals, and selected Syracuse over offers from Alabama, Georgia Tech, Iowa, and Texas. Rivals national recruiting analyst Rob Cassidy had this to say about Freeman, quote, his size and agility gives him high-level potential. He should be ready to impact the college game as a freshman and could become a star in year two or three, end quote. So a really nice get for Syracuse. New York City's Elijah Moore is scheduled to sign his NLI this weekend for Red Autry's first recruiting class. We'll take a quick break. The Juice Online Editor-in-Chief Brad Beardman will join us after to talk about Syracuse football, and then we'll welcome on 2025 athlete Riley Wingate to chat about his visit to Syracuse for the Boston College game, and I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice on the Cuse podcast. So Syracuse football is currently in the midst of a five-game losing streak. The latest was a really tough loss to Boston College on Friday night, 17-10. Syracuse couldn't get anything going on offense. Garrett Schrader's on the shelf with an undisclosed injury, and Carlos Del Rio Wilson threw four interceptions and threw for just 37 yards in the loss. They face another challenge this week in Pitt at Yankee Stadium. Pitt's had its own struggles this year going 2-7, and seven, and they scored just seven points in a loss to FSU recently. We welcome on the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief, Brad Beamer, to break it all down. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, you're going to be at Yankee Stadium this weekend sitting in press row for the Syracuse-Pitt football game. Give me all your thoughts on it. Well, first thought was, Wes, you know, making these predictions late in the season for our website, the Juice website on Rivals, it's really been difficult because I've put a lot of faith in this team as the season would go on, especially after the bye week going to Virginia Tech, knowing they've struggled to win under Dino Babers on the road against ACC teams. Okay, Virginia Tech's been a team on the upswing, and they were off as well in a home game, and they have a great home field advantage, so that makes sense. So then you have eight days. Another kind of awkward uh, weeknight game, Boston College in the Dome, going to be the largest announced crowd, family weekend, trying to get hype and buzz going here. And then it all deflates with word that Garrett Schrader's not going to play. And at that point, just before kickoff, I'm going, there's just no way I think they can win this game with, with backup quarterback Del Rio Wilson at the helm because just hasn't played enough. And, there are just so many injuries now that have taken its toll offensively that ACC opponents are able to scout this and really defense against Syracuse. And, of course, the Orange haven't been able to score points. So, conversely, the SU defense on the field, way too many plays. 
and you can't afford to make mistakes. There's such little room for error in the case against BC, potentially one, two, three, even four interceptions, game-changing plays with turnovers not happening. Uh, the penalties we've talked about year after year, it's just repetitive and, and, and redundant. And this all goes back to Dino Babers. And, and it's the head coach with discipline and with penalties and with his coaching staff and, and the play calling, et cetera. And, of course, building the roster depth. So let's see at this point, Wes, the record isn't great, obviously, in seven-plus years in the month of November with just six victories. But this is the time of year. And you go back to previous you know, coaching, even Scott Schaefer's first year, one late. Uh, Doug Marone, one late. Paul Pasqualoni, even in his final season, one late uh, in 2004 to force uh, uh, to get into a bowl of Big East co-championship. And Coach Max teams, uh, when they were struggling in the early 80s, had big wins, upset ranked teams in November. So this is something that's eluded the Orange program under Dino Babers, and it really stands out. Let's see what happens now. Going to New York, trying for some goodwill with the alumni and the Yankees and all of that with the Centennial game against Pittsburgh coming up. Brad, I asked this question of Brendan Carney last week. I'll ask you the same question. We're in year eight of the Dino Babers era. Should he be allowed to return in 2024? Wes, I finally turned the corner myself. I, I've been as big a Dino Babers back as anybody. I really, you know, admired him from when he first came in back in December of 15. And, you know, close your eyes, imagine this, uh, belief without evidence, orange is a new fast, all of that, uh, you know, made sense that he was going to build that. But it's really hard to do that when you have inconsistency in your coaching staff. And now in this era of players being able to transfer at will, and recruiting uh, both you know, high school players and in the collegiate ranks so important, uh, the results aren't there. And as Bill Parcells has famously said, Wes, you are what your record says you are. And when you look at those numbers, they're just not acceptable uh, in the ACC uh, with, with the winning percentage being so low and struggling to win on the road and not being consistently in the hunt for ball games. And even, you know, once a decade, twice a decade in the hunt to play for an ACC championship. None of that's materialized. And I think it's really going to come down to a business decision. And I think this is a business decision the university has to make. Rule 101 for any business, know your customer. And if they bring Dino, Dino Babers back, I don't think that's going to bode well for ticket sales, which is a differentiator in revenue other than what you get from the ACC and all that TV money. That's where teams make their money. And uh, Syracuse needs to fill seats. There's going to be individual seats in the Dome next year. That's going to reduce capacity. Therefore, there's going to be a redistribution of all the season ticket holders and all of that. And it's really going to be critical to get bodies in those seats, those individual seats now in the Dome, uh, for next season. And to do that, you're probably going to have to go in a different direction. And I would support that. But this is the real key hire here. And don't have to be wed to somebody with a Syracuse connection. I know when you look at John Wildack's track record in men's and women's lacrosse and, and women's basketball and men's basketball now with, with Adrian Autry, they're alums. But don't be stuck into thinking that it has to have a Syracuse connection. It would be great if it did. But in this day and age, it's about scoring. Syracuse needs offense in the dome half the games. 
we know they can build defense. Defense this year has not been the problem, uh, but you need to score points in college football today. I'd all be all for a fresh change, Wes. I think it's time. Eight years is a long time. And I go back to that Parcells quote, your numbers are what they say they are. And I think it's time to start fresh uh, in the program. And Brad, Syracuse basketball coming off a win last night against Canisius to move to 2-0 in the season. What are your thoughts to the start of the season, especially with that schedule? I do, and really upbeat about basketball season now underway with Monday night's game against New Hampshire. And Wes, I look at the first 12 games like this, and this is going to be really important for the building of the team under Coach Autry and as the players get comfortable and playing man-to-man defense in three game stretches. So the first three games, New Hampshire, uh, Canisius, Colgate in the Dome. These are all games Syracuse should win, including Colgate, even though they have a two-year losing streak against the Raiders. Then the three games in Hawaii, and look out, got to play great, good basketball in those first two games, or before you know that you'll be in that 7-8 game at midnight at Thanksgiving, and that'll be a tough one to watch. Then LSU, Virginia, and Cornell, interesting mix of teams there, having to start conference play on the road again at Virginia, really tough assignment. And then the final three in December, Georgetown, Oregon, and Niagara. At that point, 12 games in, eight and four, seven and five, six and six, whatever that record may be, we'll certainly know where the team is heading into the bulk of the 19-game ACC schedule. Brad Bierman, ladies and gentlemen. And again, Brad will be there at the Pitt game on Saturday. We'll have to get his thoughts about that game next week. And like he said, Syracuse basketball with a really tough start to the season. We're going to know very quickly how good this team is. And if they can steal a couple of those early season games, I think by the time March comes around, this is going to be a really exciting team to watch. We'll take a quick break. Riley Wingate when we return. And I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast. So Syracuse matched up with Boston College on Friday. Several recruits were on hand to take in the game. One of them was 2025 Edge and tight end Riley Wingate from Piscataway High in New Jersey. And we welcome on the program now. Riley, how are you? Thanks for the time. Yes, sir. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, so Riley, we'll get you started on this one. How did you enjoy that Syracuse visit? It was a great visit. The faculty and staff were very nice to me. When I walked to the Dome, I immediately felt the energy. It's called that Loud House for a reason. I know that wasn't the result Syracuse wanted, but what did you think of the overall game? It was a hard-fought game by Syracuse. I'm just coming off the ball very well. I know they're suffering a few injuries, so they didn't have their best team available, but they, they put together really well. I really enjoyed it. You're a New Jersey guy, so the two guys you're probably speaking with most are Coach Noons and Coach Thomas. Did you get to speak with them on the trip? Yes, sir. I talked I talk to Coach DT quite frequently. He was, he was the one who invited me. He was really nice. He actually plays football with my dad, so we have a good connection. And then the tight end coach, Coach Noons, he also he coached at Rutgers, so we we also had that connection. We, we talked a good amount during the visit about what they were looking for. Riley, you're an athletic tight end. You also play edge. What did you talk to the coaches about in terms of your skill set? Just, just about, like you said, how versatile the tight end is. They use him, they put him at fullback wing, put him at plot, just you athlete at tight end and then for edge like coming off the ball but also, i was talking to coach ed and the main thing he said is pass rush doesn't matter they make sure that you cover everything you stop the run you stop the pass and the game's over do you have a preference at the next level for what you're going to play i'll play wherever the coach wants me i just want to play i want to win 
Yeah, of course. And tell me about the kind of tight end you are. All right. So, thing is, my my coaches they know I'm a great blocker. They'll put me into pass protection. I'll pass. I can go out for passes. I, I'm really hard nose. I'll just yards after cast. Very important thing for me. And how about as an edge? Edge. I'm the fast, versatile. Think of the both sides of the end. Back, they'll put me at Mike linebacker. I'm very fast. Very fast, and I love hitting. Riley, you're a two-sport athlete. You play baseball as well, so tell me about that. You know, I've been starting baseball three years since freshman year. Uh, I I love baseball. It's a very fun sport. And I made great connections baseball as well. So do you prefer football or baseball at the next level? I've, I'll probably say I prefer football over baseball. I, I love playing football. I started playing at a late age, and I just, I just love it. Riley, one of the things that stands out to me about you is that you put the student in student-athlete. You got a perfect 4.0 GPA. How important is academics to you in selecting a college? Academics is very important. Syracuse covers the academics part. I feel like I was talking to Coach DT about that. He says he could, the most struggling athlete, they'll make sure that they pass. And when you pass with a degree from Syracuse, the sky's the limit for you. Yeah, that's awesome, Riley. And I know as part of your visit, you got to tour the facilities and see the campus. What did you think of that? It was a great facilities. Walking around. One of the main things I liked about the locker room is that each person, they put it, they had a goal set on their locker, about long-term, short-term, like what they wanted, what they needed. The faculty and staff make sure they have all the gear they need. I was looking at facilities. They had Syracuse all over. They had Orange, and then they had the Hall of Fame wall. And it was just, it was a great facility. What was your favorite part from the visit, Riley? My favorite part was probably when I was, when we were waiting for them to run out, we were inside. I actually posted that on my Twitter. They turned the lights off. They had blue and orange lights, and they had the smoke. And when everyone ran out, you just heard the stadium just go ecstatic. What other schools are you looking at right now? If I'm like Wake Forest, Duke, a lot of like North Carolina schools, I'm getting in touch with Rutgers in Maryland right now schools as well. So we talked about the academic part, but what else are you looking for in a college? Besides, like, it's just, I'm looking for a great fan culture. Of course, education again, because that's, even if you can't make it to the NFL, like, I want to be able to go into the next career of my life, knowing that I can do whatever I want to do. And probably... Like accessibility from college to your future career, because if you go to a school that you can't get a job out of, I know there's some schools that once you get a degree from there, like the connections that you can make at a school, make sure that you go wherever you need to go. And we'll get you out of here on this one, Riley. What do you think about what you want to do with your career after football? Well, the main job I'm looking at right now is a molecular biologist. I'm taking the course there at Piscataway, and I really, I just love it. There's so many things you can do with it. You can find curious to diseases that have never been cured before. Wow, super impressive, Riley. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Riley Wingate, ladies and gentlemen, obviously very impressive student athlete. Looking forward to hearing more from him and following his recruitment. And as he said, he'll be at Wake Forest this weekend. He's hearing from a lot of Big Ten and ACC schools. So this is definitely someone to keep an eye out on moving forward.
And like last week, I want to close the show on former Syracuse quarterback Tommy DeVito. DeVito finished the game for the Giants after starter Daniel Jones went down with an ACL injury. And with reserve Tyrod Taylor still injured, DeVito is likely going to be the starting quarterback for the Giants for the upcoming games. And he finished 15 for 20 with 175 yards and a touchdown along with two interceptions in that loss to Las Vegas. But it's really great just to see the former Syracuse signal caller get his shot in the NFL. That's it for us. I want to thank my guest, 2025 athlete Riley Wingate, the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief Brad Bierman. And this is Wes Chang reminding you that if you're a battery, you're either working or you're dead. It's a terrible life. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com, and we'll see you next time. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.